Letter nineteen of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three, by Samuel Richardson. Letter nineteen. Miss Howe to Miss Clarissa Harlowe in answer to letters nine and fifteen do not be so much concerned my dearest friend at the bickerings between my mother and me we love one another dearly notwithstanding if my mother had not me to find fault with she must find fault with someone else and as to me i am a very saucy girl and were not this occasion there would be some other to show it you have heard me say that this was always the case between us you could not otherwise have known it for when you was with us you harmonized us both and indeed i was always more afraid of you than of my mother but then that awe is accompanied with love your reproofs as i have always found are so charmingly mild and instructive so evidently calculated to improve and not to provoke that a generous temper must be amended by them but here now mind my good mamma when you are not with us you shall i tell you nancy i will have it so don't i know best i won't be disobeyed how can a daughter of spirits bear such language such looks too with the language and not have a longing mind to disobey don't advise me my dear to subscribe to my mother's prohibition of correspondence with you she has no reason for it nor would she of her own judgment have prohibited it that odd old ambling soul your uncle whose visits are frequenter than ever instigated by your malicious and selfish brother and sister in this occasion and they have only borrowed my mother's lips at the distance they are from you for a sort of speaking trumpet for them the prohibition once more i say cannot come from her heart but if it did is so much danger to be apprehended from my continuing to write to one of my own sex as if I wrote to one of the other Don't let dejection and disappointment and the course of oppression which you have run through weaken your mind my dearest creature and Make you see inconveniences where there possibly cannot be any If your talent is scribbling as you call it so is mine and I will scribble on at all opportunities and to you let them say what they will Nor let your letters be filled with the self-accusations you mention there is no cause for them i wish that your anna howe who continues in her mother's house were but half as good as miss clarissa harlowe who has been driven out of her father's i will say nothing upon your letter to your sister till i see the effect it will have you hope you tell me that you shall have your money and clothes sent you notwithstanding my opinion to the contrary i am sorry to have it to acquaint you that I have just now heard that they have sat in council upon your letter and that your mother was the only person who was for sending you your things and was overruled I charge you therefore to accept of my offer as by my last and give me particular directions for what you want that I can supply you with besides Don't set your thoughts so much upon a reconciliation as to prevent your laying hold of any handsome opportunity to give yourself a protector such a one as a man will be who i imagine husband-like will let nobody insult you but himself 
what could he mean by letting slip such a one as that you mention i don't know how to blame you for how you go beyond silence and blushes when the foolish fellow came with his observances of the restrictions which you laid him under when in another situation but as i told you above you really strike people into awe and upon my word you did not spare him i repeat what i said in my last that you have a very nice part to act and i will add that you have a mind that is much too delicate for your part but when the lover is exalted the lady must be humbled he is naturally proud and saucy i doubt you must engage his pride which he calls his honour and that you must throw off a little more of the veil and i would have you restrain your wishes before him that you had not met him and the like what signifies wishing my dear he will not bear it you can hardly expect that he will nevertheless it vexes me to the very bottom of my pride that any wretch of that sex should be able to triumph over clarissa i cannot however but say that i am charmed with your spirit so much sweetness where sweetness is requisite so much spirit where spirit is called for what a true magnanimity but i doubt in your present circumstances you must endeavour after a little more of the reserve in cases where you are displeased with him and palliate a little that humility which he puts on when you rise upon him is not natural to him methinks i see the man hesitating and looking like the fool you paint him under your corrective superiority but he is not a fool don't put him upon mingling resentment with his love you are very serious my dear in the first of the two letters before me in relation to mr hickman and me and in relation to my mother and me but as to the latter you must not be too grave if we are not well together at one time we are not ill together at another and while i am able to make her smile in the midst of the most angry fit she ever fell into on the present occasion though sometimes she would not if she could help it it is a very good sign a sign that displeasure can never go deep or be lasting and then a kind word or kind look to her favourite hickman sets the one into raptures and the other intolerable humour at any time but your case pains me at heart and with all my levity both the good folks most sometimes partake of that pain nor will it be over as long as you are in a state of uncertainty and especially as i was not able to prevail for that protection for you which would have prevented the unhappy step the necessity for which we both with so much reason deplore i have only to add and yet it is needless to tell you that i am and ever will be your affectionate friend and servant anna howe end of letter nineteen